0: Judaism is different from every other religion out there. Most religions are meant for a universal audience. They speak to a universal audience, and um, even if most people don't buy into the religion, but at least they're preaching to everybody. Most religions are at least attempting to preach to everyone and anyone. Judaism, however, is different. Judaism does not evangelize. We don't preach to others. We don't go around preaching, trying to convert everyone to our religion. We don't seek converts. While we allow for conversion, we don't seek out converts at all. So we rather believe that the commandments of the Torah, including the Ten Commandments, the Ten Commandments are only the first ten of 613. So the commandments of the Torah were only meant for our people were not, they were a covenant God made with our people. They were not meant for the rest of humanity. So um, so uh, we believe rather that God made a unique covenant just with our people that was just meant for us and not really meant for the rest of humanity. And um, we are gods, in other words, chosen people and um, therefore Judaism is really for us, for the Jewish people, we don't attempt to get everybody else to accept it, to evangelize to the rest of the world. Yet we also believe that Jews and Judaism has a message for all of humanity. So while Judaism itself is a covenant between us and God, the commandments are personal between us and God, God commanded us to do it. And we are not supposed to evangelize and get the whole world around us to do it. However, we do believe that we as a people have a message for the rest of humanity. The prophet Isaiah, the prophet Yeshayahu mentions this a number of times where he uses the term um, um, I have made you as a light for the nations around you Or, v'hayita or l'goyim he shall be, for a light for the nations. Or, v'hochuk goyim orech he says, the nations shall go by your light. So Isaiah, in a number of places, mentions this theme that the other nations of the world should follow our light. We're supposed to light up them. Now, the truth is that reading the words of Isaiah at face value um, it appears to be a prediction for the end of times. So He's speaking what's going to happen in a time of redemption, a time when the world reaches perfection. But we believe, and um, our commentaries have said that this includes a mess. We w- this includes a message for us today as well. We today, even before the final redemption, have a message to share with all of humanity. But what is this message that we have for all of humanity? What message do we, the Jewish people, have to share with everybody else? And how are we supposed to share it? What are we supposed to do to share this message with the rest of the world? And how does it differ from Judaism or the mitzvot commandments that are meant only for our people? So, Hanukkah, the festival that we're now celebrating, is really about this theme of being a light to the nations, being a light to the world around you. Hanukkah, the Hebrew word Hanukkah means, comes from the word Lechanech or Hanukkah which means dedication. So, this festival of Hanukkah celebrates the rededication of the temple. The temple in Jerusalem, which stood during the period of the Hanukkah miracle, had been turned into an idolatrous temple by the Greeks who had tried to stamp out Judaism and Jewish practice. When the Hashmonaim, the Kohanim who led the battle against the Greeks and drove them out of the Holy Land and drove them out of Jerusalem, they came back to Jerusalem, they refurbished the temple, destroying all the idols, destroying all the idolatrous things, fixing everything that had been broken, restoring all the um, golden things that had been stolen, including the menorah itself, and they rededicated the temple. And that's the celebration of Hanukkah, is really a celebration of the rededication of the temple. Now the temple was the center of God, the temple in Jerusalem, was the center of God's worship for our people. But it wasn't only a center of God's worship for our people, it stood as a center of worship for all over the world. We say the, our prophets say, um, my house, referring to the temple, is a house of prayer for all the nations. And in fact, in the Torah itself, it says, Amim Har That the nations of the world will call to God's mountain, referring to the temple. All the nations of the world will come to the temple and serve God in the temple. The temple was a center, not just for our people, but for all nations. Our prophets predict that in the future this will happen, that nations from all over the world will come and go up to the temple. The prophet Zechariah speaks about it, about how in the future times all nations from all over the world will come and serve God in our temple. Now, within the temple itself, there were many different parts of the temple and many different items in the temple and forms of service. But it was the menorah, which was the menorah is Hebrew for candelabra. It was the menorah, the candelabra, that's role it was to generate light. Now, the menorah was inside the building of the temple. Its goal role was not just to light up the building of the temple itself, that there should be light to see in the building itself. But our sages say the menorah was to symbolize the light that goes out to the entire world. Generally, before they had glass panes and windows as we have today, where you can allow light in without anything else getting in, um, the way they made windows in the olden days, um, they didn't have glass panes, so it was just a hole but you wanted light to come in without other things coming in. So on the outside was a very very narrow hole and then it would be slanted. The, the, it would slant through the wall so that it was wide on the inside and that way the sunlight that would go in through the window through that hole in the wall through that slit in the wall would then spread out and light up the room. That's the way windows were built. Our sages say that in the holy temple, the windows were built the other way. In other words, there were thin uh, slats on the inside, and then it was wider, It, it, it branched outwards and was wide on the outside. And that was to symbolize that the outside doesn't light up the temple. The temple lights up the world. So the light of the menorah in the temple was... The temple was built in such a way, the light of the menorah should spread outside of the temple, outside of the building of the temple, you could see that light of the menorah. So Hanukkah, which celebrates the miracle of the menorah is a celebration about our role to light up the world. And while the original menorah stood only in the temple in Jerusalem, our Hanukkah menorahs stand, sit in our homes all over the world. And they represent our personal mission to light up the world around us. And that is why the Talmud tells us that the menorah should be lit in the front doorway. One should light it in their front doorway. That's the way it was originally lit in Talmudic times to remind us the menorah is not there to light up our homes. Otherwise you'll light it inside the house. Rather, The menorah is there to light up the outside. If you cannot light it in the front door because um, uh, because um, you don't want to leave your door open or your door is not does not face the street, you can light the Talmud says well, you can light it in the window instead. Many have a custom to light an inside doorway, um, a um, continuation of when in ancient in earlier times it was a little dangerous to light the menorah publicly when we had we lived with people who really disliked us and Hanukkah was during a time of year when they were very um, focused on their dislike for us um, because of the holidays they had at this time of year. So it was, it was unsafe, at least, at least in Europe, to light menorahs publicly. Um, but uh, tr- tr- originally the menorah was lit outdoors or in the open, um, either outdoors of our home or in our window so that we can see, everyone else can see the menorah. The goal of the menorah is not to light up our home, but to light up the world around us. And in rec- that's why in recent years, now that we have the freedom to light menorahs and nobody stops us, um, nobody is bothered by it or most people are not bothered by it, the Rebbe encouraged that we light giant menorahs in public to light up the outside. The year or two ago, we did a class on the battle of the public menorah. There was somewhat of a legal battle in this country um, to light menorahs in public spaces. It is legal today. Um, there's a Supreme Court ruling allowing for it. Um, And today there are giant menorahs in every um, major square in the world. We have a bunch of them all over town. Here um, we have giant menorahs and it represents our Hanukkah mission to light up the world. But what exactly are we lighting? What does it mean to light up the world? Clearly it's a metaphor. It doesn't mean we make the world physically bright. Our menorah lights for a few minutes and then goes out. Um, and clearly, it's an impact that we're supposed to make, an impact of light. But what exactly does that mean? The menorah is symbolic of lighting the world, but what does it mean to light up the world? What does it mean that, out, that our people are supposed to be a light to the nations? How? How do we do that? How do we light the nations? What does that mean? So we believe that everything that exists in this world is a part of the creator. God is infinite. God is an absolute being that is all-encompassing. In the words of the Zohar, there is no place outside of the creator. Everything is part of God. Everything is an extension of God. God is found within each and everything. God is everywhere. Nothing is outside of it nothing exists outside of the Creator. Everything that was created by the Creator was created in order, for, in order for us to serve God. So everything that exists, exists not for its own sake, not for our people. We're not created so that we should live a successful or happy life. That's not our goal in life. But you know, as we say in Ethics of Our Fathers, Perkei Avot everything that God created in his world he created for his own for it to serve him. Everything is created for God's sake and must be used for that purpose. And every person's purpose we say in the Mishnah Chayav Adam Lomar every man must say sorry we say in the Mishnah that um, everybody was created to serve their maker. That's what we're here for. That is our goal. That is our purpose. And the purpose of everything around you is in order to serve God, in order to make God's presence recognized in this world, in order that we people should recognize God and recognize that we are an extension of him and his existence. And everything else is just a distraction. The only purpose why we're here is for us and the world around us to recognize the Creator. Everything else is there to help us get to that goal, or it's just a distraction from that goal. And so and that's what we call, so our role is when we say light up the world, light up the world with God's light. Make God's presence felt by all of humanity. And that's called in Kabbalah, making this world a home to God. The Hebrew word. We have to make this world a home to God. We light up our world by sharing the light of God and God's existence within creation. We, it is our goal and our purpose and our mission to share this with all of humanity, to show everyone in the way we live our lives how Everything is a part and extension of the creator and here in order to fulfill the will of the creator, here in order to serve the creator. That is our goal. That is the light in this world. That is how we light up this world, making this world a home for God. Having God recognized in this world and recognizing that God is all that exists in this world. Everything else that exists, exists within him as an extension of him and for him. And that light, the light of God, is what we are sharing to the entire world. Now, how do we share that light? How do we do that? How do we share, let everybody know that we are just an extension of the creator? We are a part of the creator. We were created in order to serve him, in order to recognize him, in other words. That is our goal, that is our purpose, that we and everything around us and everyone around us should recognize him. How do we share that with the world? How do you do that? So the Torah tells us that it's not done by evangelizing, by going to public squares and um, and they call it Hyde Park, Um, going to Hyde Park or to public squares and preaching. That's not how we do it. We don't stand up in public and preach. We don't make TV shows to preach. Rather, the Torah says the way to do that is by following God's commandments and living a God-centered life. Our nation, God's chosen people, Can light up the world, not by telling other people what to do and how to live, but by being living examples. By being lamps, just like a lamp sits in its place, doesn't go anywhere. It's in its its place and light just emanates from it. We are the same and and through our covenant with God, we sit in our place, we do our thing and light emanates from us. God gave us a unique way to live through his commandments. When we live by those commandments, when we live and go with God's unique way to live, we become examples of God's people on earth. Others see us and they are drawn to a God-centered life. When we live a God-centered life by following God's commandments, others are drawn to it. When we publicly follow God's commandments, not in secret, but in public, where it's visible that we are following God's commandments, we light up everything around us. People admire us for who we are. They recognize we are godly people. We are God's people. They recognize we are living God-centered lives. So the key in us being a light to the nations, a light to the world around us, A light to lighting up the entire world is living a godly life and living it publicly. Never ever being embarrassed by whom we are. Never being afraid to share who we are. Never afraid to publicly follow God's commandments and share our unique relationship with God. And for that reason, it's important not just that we follow God's commandments within our hope, which is very important too, because we need to live a God-centered life. And to live a God-centered life, it has to be in every part of our home. But also that we live a God-centered life outside our home. That we go outside. And when we eat, we live in a godly way. We tell our neighbors and our acquaintances and our co-workers, I'm sorry, I can't eat your food. You have to come with me to a kosher restaurant. Before we start to eat, we make a blessing. And after we finish eating, we make a blessing. Where we share our God-centered way of living. Never being embarrassed. Never be afraid to share that unique relationship with God. To walk around with a yamaka, with a sign of God on us. To walk around in a way that God wants us to dress. To, in everything that we do, to live a God-centered life. Do so not only in the privacy of our home, which we must do in order for ourselves to have a God-centered life. Can't just do it publicly, but to do it publicly. To tell our bosses, sorry, Friday afternoon on the winter, we have to leave early so we're home on time for Shabbat. Too bad, even if you have a deadline. And even if the deal is going to fall through. If you don't have it Friday afternoon, too bad, I have to leave. You could fire me, but I have to leave. That's living a God-centered life publicly. And people admire that. People look up to us for it. People really admire when we live that God-centered life. And for that reason, we should always be public in our fulfillment of mitzvah. And that is the theme of Hanukkah. The menorah is a symbol of lighting up the world by us publicly living a God-centered life. And that is why the Rebbe encouraged that we should light menorahs publicly all over. Everybody should see the menorah and we should be proud of who we are and share who we are, not only with fellow Jews, but with everybody around us. The Rebbe encouraged Chabad in Washington, DC to invite the presidents to share Hanukkah and every president since President Carter has done so has celebrated Hanukkah publicly. Invite the governors, invite dignitaries, invite the public, share Hanukkah with us. Come see the lights so that we can share our relationship with God publicly. People admire it, are drawn to it, and it leads everyone to live a more God-centered life. People are often embarrassed. They tell me they're uncomfortable. They're afraid to share it with everyone. But unfortunately, that embarrassment is really within ourselves. Most times when we're embarrassed about who we are or what we are, we see ourselves in a certain way, and then we think everyone else sees us the same way. When Moses sent spies to spy out the Holy Land, and they came back saying we cannot conquer the land, Moses, the spies spoke about how small they were compared to the giant people there they said they looked at us like grasshoppers we thought of ourselves compared to them as grasshoppers and that's the way they looked at us grasshoppers being very small why because when we see ourselves and we're embarrassed ourselves we think everybody else sees us that way but it's not true that's not how other people see us i've been driving around this year uh we'll talk about in a moment we were we're doing a big menorah parade. So last couple of days, I've been driving around with a big lit up menorah on top of my car. You can't imagine- You're breaking up. I don't
1: know if you noticed that or
0: not. Thank you for letting me know. Can everyone hear me now? Is it still breaking up? You're breaking up, yeah. A weak connection still? Still, still breaking up. Nothing's happening. Frozen. Am I frozen still? Yeah. Here.
1: Oh, I just you heard you. Talk.
0: Keep you talking. Keep- yes. Yeah. yeah. All right. I'm gonna to try to keep talking and if not, I'll have to move. Thank you for letting let me know if there's more trouble. Turn it off, yeah. Part of the downside of technology. You gotta deal with all its challenges. Yeah. So so I've been driving around the last few days with a menorah on top of my car. You can't imagine what – you don't hear me. All right, hold a minute. I'm going to move. Hang in there. Is this better? Do you hear me better now? Yes, okay. Yes.
1: Excellent. Yes. Excellent. Yes. Thank you.
0: So um, so I've been driving, as I was saying, I've been driving around the last couple of days with a menorah on top of my car and I've gotten such amazing feedback. I get people um, honking at me and um, waving to me and people telling me how much they love Jews, Hanukkah, um, and it, it's just amazing the feedback that I've been getting people love it I didn't get a single negative comment um, yet so sometimes we feel embarrassed we feel uncomfortable but that's not the way others look at us people when we're proud of who we are and our unique relationship with God and we share it with the world people are drawn to it people are drawn to light when they see light when they see godliness, spirituality, people are drawn into it. And so when we share our message as a people by living publicly our commitment to God, by living our covenant publicly, we then um, bring God to the world, brighten up the world, lighten up the world. Now in the Hanukkah story, When the Chashmonaim finally conquered Jerusalem after a number of battles against the Greeks, they were greatly outnumbered, they refurbished the temple, which had, as we said, become a Greek idolatrous temple. But they dedicated the temple, and that's the Hanukkah, and they wanted to light the menorah. The Talmud tells us that there was plenty of oil. There was no shortage of oil to light the menorah, but the oil the jugs of oil, their seals had been broken by the Greeks, which would make the jugs tamay, ritually impure. They only found one jug that was sealed with the seal of the high priest of the Kohen Gadon, which would make it tahor, ritually pure. They lit that one jug, and miraculously, it burned for eight days. Miraculously it burnt for eight days. Now they could have they could have they, sorry, they could have Lit in the impure oil. They didn't have enough pure oil to light the menorah. They could have just lit, it, lit the impure oil. But instead, they refused to do so because Jewish law does not allow them to do so. And Jewish law only allows us to light the tahar oil, the pure oil. When we want to light up the world around us, we want to light up God's world. The only way we can do that is by following God's instructions to the letter. And the same is with all of God's commandments. Often we feel times have changed. Certain commandments that God gave us are no longer necessary. Or certain details are old-fashioned. People around us would be uncomfortable. It doesn't fit with modern culture. They're uncomfortable with the Jewish dress code, perhaps, doesn't fit with the spirit of the times or other Shabbat or the food that we eat. They're not. It doesn't fit with the with the spirit of the times. People will look at us as being backwards if we do things the way God originally told us to do. So if so, we learn from the Hanukkah story, it's not enough. Sorry, one second. We learn from the Hanukkah story it's not enough to just adjust God's commandments so that people like Him better. We need to follow God's commandments to the letter. If our goal is to be a light to the nations around us and spread God's presence to the nations around us, the way we do that is by following God's commandments exactly the way we are exactly the way they are. Now, that doesn't mean that we have to retain every cultural detail of the way they lived years ago, but God's commandments to us, the rules that he gave us, and the commandments that our Jewish law have been Jewish law all the years must be retained as is. We cannot adjust them in order to light up the world. That brings impure light to the world. It doesn't really light up the world around us. The real way to light up the world around us is with pure light. By following God's commandments exactly the way he's told us to do it. In fact, when we follow God's commandments the way we're supposed to, we are respected. We're admired. When we try to change them, that's when people lose respect for us. That's when we fail to spread the light. Lewis.
1: Um, So you mentioned that there was um, oil at the Beit HaMikdash, but the seals were broken, so therefore it's impure. What makes oil impure? It's not like wine, is it?
0: No. Um, So the laws of wine have to do with kosher. This is a different system of laws called Tuma and Tahara. Um, Anybody who has come in contact with various things becomes Tame, ritually impure. And the Greeks were presumed, since they didn't keep the laws of Tuma and Tara, were presumed to be ritually impure. It Would be a process one would have to go through to be Tahar. And then if you touch the oil, you would become Tame, ritually impure. The oil would become Tame, unless it was sealed.
1: So does it have to be, that if if the person who is not Jewish touches the oil, that makes it impure?
0: Could be unless they follow specific laws of Tuma and Tara. Generally they're presumed to be Tame, ritually impure.
1: So, i mean jewish people some jewish people many jewish people don't follow those laws today,
0: nobody follows the laws because we only followed them when the temple stood they're not really relevant today without a temple um, so we're all tame ritually impure if we would have touched that oil we would have made it to as well
1: yes Paul. yes well uh, when you say uh, we um, follow the commandments and um, <clears throat> be an example to the world then do we want the world to follow uh, not that we're going to preach to them but do we want them to start uh, eating kosher and no, uh, no we want follow. them to recognize God <laughs> but just recognize God but don't don't worry about the uh, Sabbath and um, right. kosher the commandments, the commandments
0: are our unique relationship with God our role to the world is not to evangelize and make them Jewish or follow God's commandments but to have them recognize God, and they do so by seeing us following God's commandments. What does that mean by recognizing God? I mean, just saying- We're gonna talk about that, very good question. I'm gonna talk about that in a few moments. Very good question.
1: I have a real quick comment. Um,
0: As far as setting a good example for Jews or being, I think one of the best advertisements ever
1: for a good example of Judaism is when Sandy Koufax refused to play uh, or pitch during the World Series. I think the whole world Um, recognized um, Judaism at that time. You're absolutely
0: right. You're absolutely right. And every time a Jew, that's maybe one of the most prominent events in recent history, but every time a Jew stands up for his Judaism, um, his or her Judaism um, in public, uh, whether just the people around them and does, you know, kind of follows Jewish practice. um, People admire it. People really do. And not only they admire it, they... Not only do they admire Jews, but they also they recognize God and the Jewish God. In other words, <laughs> our beliefs in God. And um, they're drawn to it. People are drawn to light.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Now, the Hanukkah story was a victory that came after the Chashmonaim overcame overwhelming odds. At the time they began their campaign, most people were... Um, at the time they began their campaign, most uh, the Ju- Judaism was forbidden. The Greeks were in control of the land. They were, um, they were much, much more powerful. They were a powerful army and they didn't stand a chance. So it's a very dark time. And yet they fought back and they were able to overcome those overwhelming odds. And so we celebrate Hanukkah by lighting the menorah, not just during the day when it's light outside, but at night when it's dark. And it reminds us that not only do we need to light the menorah and spread light when it's light, but also when it's dark around us. Even in challenging times, even in difficult times, we need to stand strong and be proud of who we are. Today, as a period, we live in a period where things are relatively good for Jews um, compared to the way they were for our grandparents. For many years, we had external challenges, people around us who hated us, enemies over the years. And yet we always stood strong and proud in being Jewish. We were always public about it. And what we took was sometimes practical steps, um, but we were always remained strongly Jewish despite all the challenges around us. And ultimately we prevailed. Ultimately, we're still here to tell the tale generations later. We're still here because we were able to light up the darkness. Ultimately, we survived and we thrived. We were over to come each and every challenge. And while that was true when we had enemies around us threatening us, it is true today when we face individual challenges or challenges around us, particularly this year, our Hanukkah through the pandemic, we are facing darkness around us. People are seeking light. When you turn on a light in the darkness, you can see it from far away. When we live a godly life, when we live a God-centered life, a life of mitzvot following God's commandments, in public during a challenging time, it draws people to the light. It draws people to the goodness of God. It makes an even greater impact because life is most visible when there is dark all around. So we can have the greatest influence, the greatest positive influence, serve as examples of God's people and of God's presence here on earth during the most challenging times like today. So our role is we are a light to the nations. The way we serve as a light to the nations is by following God's commandments and in doing so, we share God's presence to the entire world. Have the entire world recognized that we are just a part of God, an extension of God, and everything that was created was created for him. Now, while Judaism itself is not focused on evangelism, and the main way we spread light is by publicly following the commandments God has given, given us, we do believe that God has universal values that are values for all people. And both by us following the commandments and being like to the nations, we spread awareness of our values, but we also do have a certain responsibility to evangelize and spread knowledge of Jewish values to the entire world. We should share our values with other people around us and encourage others to live by those values too. So while we don't need to encourage others to follow our commandments they were meant for us we follow them publicly and serve as an example of God's people and God's presence on earth but we are supposed to share our values and this is particularly for the seven Noahide commandments or seven Noahide universal values that are for everyone and for all of humanity we it is our role to share those values to everyone those values are first and foremost recognition in God and a higher power. Living a God-centered life, recognizing that we li- that God is aware of everything that we do. We are answerable to God. You don't get away with anything. God is aware of everything. There is a higher power. We have a higher calling and purpose of, in life. You don't just live life for yourself to improve your own lot or to be happy. That's not why you're here for. You don't live life to visit 50 places before you die. Or to run a marathon. To run a triathlon. You live life in order to follow God. To um, make God's presence felt on earth. Let other people recognize God. That's why you're living life. So everyone needs to recognize God. And live a God-centered life. That includes not only recognizing God. But respect for God. We must respect God, center God in our lives, mention God regularly, bring him up. It has to be a practical part of our lives, turn to him in prayer. The third, the first one is recognize the God. The second one is respect for God. The third one is respect for life. We believe that life has infinite value, human life, and we have to have ultimate respect and value for human life. The fourth is respect for private property. We believe that God gave every person what they have in order for them to make an impact in this world. And we should never take away somebody else's things uh, unfairly. Um, Number five is respect for family. Um, The family structure, being married to a single person and being dedicated to them your entire life is a Jewish value, raising children um, as a couple is a Jewish value, um, very strong Jewish values. And unfortunately of all these values is the one that perhaps is the weakest in our current culture. Um, number six is, not, is kindness, not being cruel um, to others, and particularly to animals. And number seven is cre- living, creating by, creating rules of a just society and living by those rules. So ensuring that we have a just government and participating in that government, and then living by the rules that it makes for us, respecting the government. Fortunately, today, that one's also sorely lacking. Um, There are also other Jewish values that can be universal and should be universal, um, such as not insulting. Um, There are other Jewish values, such as not insulting other people. Another value, it's not one of the seven Noahide rules, but it's one of the 613 commandments is not to insult people. Um, Unfortunately, that's one that's also sorely lacking today. Uh, One should never ever insult anyone, even if they're a public figure, let alone if they're a friend or an acquaintance, um, or a stranger who you've never met before, um, one should never insult them, Um, or honoring one's parents, another very important value that's universal, and there are many other examples of universal values that we hold dear in Judaism that really can and should be universal, and we should share it with everybody else. One particularly important value is the centrality of education. Educating the next generation is the most important role of a society, ensuring that society continues into the next generation. Can't just care for ourselves and forget about the future. Got a plan for the future and the way we do that is by educating the future and educating the next generation. Um, That's a very important Jewish value. We have to do everything, particularly today. Today, we have faced the greatest challenge, I believe, through this pandemic that we're now suffering, is education. And I believe that we Jews, as part of our role, to be a light to the nations, while I generally try to avoid politics, um, political debates, or that de- definitely taking political sides, I think this is a basic Jewish value. And as Jews, we must be very, very vocal about this, speak up and influence in every way we can, that we need to do everything to ensure that our children get a proper education, in spite of the challenges of the pandemic. We need to do everything. Unfortunately, we have not done enough. We are not doing near enough, and a lot more needs to be done And we as Jews need, and this is a central value, we need to share this with everyone around us and influence in every way we can, that education is central to a central value and more important than anything else. And regardless of the other challenges we face in the pandemic, our number one focus and emphasis and energy should be on ensuring that the children get a proper education and now when we say education it's really important because it's also this is not related to the pandemic but it's been sorely lacking in general education just doesn't just mean academic it's not just knowledge education the hebrew word for, for education is chinuch chinuch really, literally meet, translates as training and it's not about training in academic knowledge, sharing knowledge. It's about training people in a, children into how to be adults, how to be good adults, training them in how to become mature, building character, teaching children character, teaching children value. Unfortunately, that's sorely lacking lacking in general for our education system. There's been some positive movement in a lot of schools in recent years, but we need it central. We need to not just teach children math and science and English and art and literature. We need to teach children character building. We need to teach children values. How else will they know it? They're not gonna pick it up on television. Where else will they get it from? So these are examples of important values that we need to share with the world. When we tell people to live a God-centered life and a godly life, living a life by these values that God has given us to share with the entire world, we should be vocal about this. um, While the main role of being a light to the nations is by being public about our personal relationship with god other people respect it and then want to live a god-centered life a god-centered life though by living by god's values by living by those universal values and the only way people will know what those universal values are are by us telling them we need to share it and let other people know what those universal values are yes Bart.
1: yeah i just want to mention uh a few several years ago uh my granddaughter we um we entered her into Tarbut Jewish School in the uh, Orange County, and Sandy and I were really struck by this when we went to interview the um, the uh, to whether we should get that get into that school or not. The principal said we make them into mensches or show them how to be mensches. You might right.
0: most important part of education, more important than than reading, math, science, or anything is making the child a mensch. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fortunately, a lot of our schools today do the exact opposite. So we, and that's part of how we have to have influence around the world. That, that's part of our influence. So our role to conclude is to be a light to the nations. Um, a light to the nations means we believe that God is everywhere and in everything, and everything was created to serve God. And we share that, make God's presence felt in this world by publicly living as Jews following God's commandments. Chanukah is a time, the theme of the holiday is to be a light to the nations, to share publicly our role um, and our relationship with God, and thereby other people will live a godly life as well, not by following the commandments, but by living a, go- a life by God's values, by sharing those values. And we do need to act actively also share the individual values, let people know what they are as well. And um, it's an important role that we have as well.